are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. Hello again guys, this is Liam and you're locked into the Get To Know podcast. If you're listening, big up yourself, you are a G. So, my guest today is a business owner, first and foremost, which I respect. Like, honestly, respect for anyone that owns their own business, man. Like, I know it's a lot of hard work. Now, this particular business owner I've known for a very long time. In fact, she was in my class at primary school. I remember there was one time in year one. <laughs> I'd been messing around in assembly. Like my mate and I was just cracking up at stuff. And then I got in trouble at the end of the day. It was like assembly in the afternoon. And I don't know why I just started bawling. And I was just bawling for time. And this girl, like everyone had gone. And this girl, she was like, Liam, you've got to stop crying, otherwise you'll die. <laughs> but jokes on her because 20 years later, I'm live running a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, man, bigger up. Today I am joined by the owner of Pose Aesthetics, Lauren Shalika. She specializes in non surgical cosmetic treatments. It was really good to hear about her journey and also the industry itself and why bigger lips are in these days because it was not the case when I was young and I wish it was because <laughs> yeah it was a big peep for man still but yeah man it's good conversation stay tuned Okay, it's the Get to Know podcast, and I am joined today by Lauren Shalika, the owner of Pose Aesthetics. Lauren, how are you? Hi, um, I'm good, thank you. How are you, Liam? I'm really well, thank you. Good to see you again. It's been so long, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Ten years. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> making me sound old. Yeah, but it's um yeah, it's good to see you doing so well and we'll find out more about you and your brand um very shortly. Uh but how how have things been for you recently? Obviously we've had the lockdown, even now we're still in tier three. Um so at the start it was a little bit like, oh my god, what's going on? But I think it's I think I've just kinda like I've gotten used to everything now. So I'm just taking it day by day, like just taking it day by day. But I'm good to be fair, I am good. Good, good. All right. So to kick things off, uh, we're going to do the quick fire round. So this will just enable the listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit before we get into things. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a, a series of questions uh, with two options and you've just got to choose one. Okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs> All right. Sweet. So firstly, English or maths? <laughs> maths. <laughs> Films or TV series? TV series, definitely. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Um, I would say PlayStation. Cats or dogs? Oh, no one's going to like that cats. Okay, no, that's not a bad answer. Yeah. You don't do you not do you not like dogs? No, I like dogs, but I used to have a cat. Um, so I've never had a dog before, so that's why it's cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apple or Android? Oh, Apple, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Nike or Adidas? 
Nike. Kanye West or Jay-Z? Oh. Kanye West. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. I've, I've had a question way dark with Tupac, so definitely Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man or Batman? Batman. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram, definitely. Winter or summer? Oh. Um, winter vibes, summer clothes. Um, no, sorry. Summer vibes, winter clothes. That, I can do that. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> so, to get into things, talk to me about, you know, talk to me about you growing up and and leading into the, the decision to get into nursing oh so me growing up so when I was little I always kind of like had a love for kids um it's really strange because it doesn't really link with what I'm doing now but I always had a love for kids and I always knew like I wanted to care for little kids and all that so when I was doing you know like the work, work experience in school that we had to do um I actually had my work experience in the nursery um and then from there, it kind of like guided me to um, maybe thinking, oh, maybe do child nursing. When I was looking into it, um, I had in my head that I wanted to um, work my way up. So be like um, a sister, war manager um, and, you know, continuous. And I was told that it was harder to work, you know, your way up um, in, ch in children's nursing or midwif midwifery. Um, for some reason, because it's very competitive, I don't know, there's just not, it's just not that much of a jump. Um, so then I thought, okay, let me try adult nursing, because um, there's more um, opportunities you can branch off into when you do adult, there's just more opportunities. So I kind of just like went for it, then decided to go to uni. And then, yeah, that's pretty much how I came up with the idea. Okay, and uh, where, so where did you go, Uni? Um, I went to Liverpool John Moores University, yeah, in 2013. And when, sorry? 2013. Okay, okay. So what was the path into into Uni once you'd uh, decided that, that that was what you wanted to do? Um, so it was obviously applying you know it's so long ago I actually can't remember um well it's not that long ago but my memory is really bad um I think that you apply through UCAST you get all your points um from obviously your A-levels um and then like you obviously pick your selection so my first selection was actually Manchester um background I used to dance a lot so I um had an audition Britain's Got Talent in Manchester and I just fell in love with the city so I wanted to go there for uni um, but obviously unfortunately I didn't get in um, and then my second option was Liverpool um, so that's how I ended up getting to there so multiple interviews um, very daunting <laughs> um, but yeah Liverpool but it's the best the best decision I ever made so did you choose A-level subjects uh, in the hope of doing nursing? No, I actually wanted to do psychology and dance. So one of the two. Okay. Um, but my my parents were like, um, get a vocational job. That's something that you can always have for the rest of your life. So like teacher, um, nursing, anything like that. Um, so then obviously in my head, Dance, dancing was out. Like I just, I would just continue dancing as a passion, um, as a hobby, and um, psychology. My my teacher actually basically said I wasn't clever enough to do psychology, um, so that kind of threw me off. <laughs> and then yeah, so they, it, they don't really link. I just done anything really, but then stumbled into nursing. And so, how did you get into uh, cosmetic, cosmetic nursing and procedures? 
Okay, so um, I qualified as a nurse in 2016 and then I went on to Care of the Elderly Ward which kind of like specialised in dementia patients. Um, so I was on there for about two years and then because um, I'm personally, I'm very much into my beauty anyway. Um, so someone was like, why don't you go into aesthetics, like you'd be perfect for it. Um, I didn't think at the time it was for me because it was um, an industry that was like unknown to me. Um, so I just had no idea um, what it was about. So I just thought it wouldn't fit me at that time. So then I just, um, I was going through like a, a, a life change at that, at that time, like broke up with my partner at the time and just thought, you know what, I'm gonna, gonna go for it. So then I um, I actually trained in Liverpool again. Um, I trained in facetics and cosmetica. Um, they specialise in training medics. So just went to, went into that. It's like um, multiple courses of talk, and that's kind of like that's how I stumbled into it. It's just like a whim, really. But it, it, honestly, I'm so glad I've done it. It's like I felt like this is me now. Set now. <laughs> So how long did that take? So that took, hmm. So you're constantly training with aesthetics. So even now, I am still looking to train in more courses. Um, so it took, in total, I've been doing it about two years. Um, so I'd say the course is not that long. The courses would be around about... Um, two days here and there each course, and I've taken about five. Um, but it's a lot of research, you get tested, um, talks about the anatomy, it's just very in depth. But um, it didn't take that long to qualify, but you're further learning as you go through the years. Okay, so talk to me about, so you've after you've qualified and then setting up Pose Athletics. Talk to me about that that journey. Um, so I've qualified. First thing I thought was, right, find, get an Instagram. Just because I know how popular Instagram is for, you know, especially with our generation and growing a business um, and obviously like engagement. So I thought, get an Instagram, find a name. So originally I was actually called something else. Um, it's, such a, it's a, a very weird name. There was actually no much, not much link. It was called Megan Rose Aesthetics, um, and that was purely so silly. Purely because my favourite um, actor was Megan Good. <laughs> so, what am I going to call it, Megan? Yeah. And then, like um, clients, kind of found it very confusing, which of course they would. And then I eventually changed it to Post Aesthetic last year. Um, so yeah, it was just like Instagram, Facebook, find a logo, promote, and start. Yeah, yeah. So was it always your intention to set up your own business as opposed to maybe getting a job employed as a uh, cosmetic nurse? Yeah, so when I was, when I be qualified as a nurse, I always knew in my heart that I probably wouldn't do this job forever, even though I loved it to the core and I, will, I always love helping people and I will always do my nursing, it is still a passion of mine, but I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss um, and there was always something missing. So I think, yeah, so yeah, I I think I always knew that I wanted to start my own business, just didn't know what I am. Sure. So talk to me about the growth since then, because I, I saw that the other day you were in Dubai. So talk to me about how the, the business oh, yeah. is, is developed since, since, since then. So I started off, so obviously I, was, I lived in Liverpool at the time. So um, I started promoting there first and then obviously Wolverhampton with it being my, my hometown. Um, and I just started uh, um, just promoting in both cities and I would then come back to Wolves um, like twice a month and do like three day stretch and just do my clinics here, there, 
I would um, start it at home. My mom like converted one of my rooms into like a little clinic. So I started there at first. And then um, like she's gradually built my clientele. Warhampton is actually probably my busiest clinic. Um, yeah, which is quite weird considering I don't live here full time anymore, but it's that one of the busiest actually. So, um, so yeah. Sighting of Wolves, built that up, and then um, my friend called Hannah, she owns a salon in Stafford called Curletta Beauty. Um, she was like, oh, do you want to start a clinic here? I love your work. And I was like, yeah. So then um, I started doing clinics in Stafford once a month. Um, and then I then went, moved to Manchester and then um, from Liverpool, and then I started doing it there. Um, so that's kind of how I really just, I would just rent different um, rooms out in different cities and then just gradually build my clients. Um, in regards to Dubai, that's a new thing. It's not 100% confirmed yet, so I can't speak much about it. Um, okay. That is my, you know, dream to, you know, have something in Dubai or even work there, even if it's not aesthetics, something to do with beauty. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what are the most popular procedures? Um, most popular is lip enhancements. Most popular. And then I would say Botox. I, I want to know is how did bigger lips become cool? <laughs> because when I was in school, like it definitely it wasn't, wasn't cool, cool to have big lips. <laughs> we used to get taking the mic out of, didn't we? Exactly. Um, do you know what? I it's the trends. It's Instagram. It's the celebrities. It's, it's Kim Kardashian's. It's all those you know influencers that's influenced the world, and. Um, and I, I do think a lot of people um, have always been maybe self-conscious of their lips. So I think a lot, maybe a lot of people were scared to get these treatments in the past because they didn't, maybe it was more frowned upon and um, they just, you know, maybe didn't have the confidence. But now that everyone else is doing it, now that people are getting more, you know, comfortable with doing what they want, doing what makes them feel happy, then I just think it's, you know, just skyrocketing, like, it's the new trend. Everyone wants it. So I think that's just how, how it's happened. You're listening to the Get To Know There are people that kind of think they're against any sort of work and I think, you know, yeah. social media encourages people to look a certain way. Yeah. Is that something you take into consideration when kind of running your business and promoting it? I do because personally for me, um, obviously my work is not natural in terms of, you know, the products I'm using are not natural. Um, but my work as a whole is very subtle and a more of a natural approach whereas if you maybe look at others they're more um what's the word they're just more like more out there more big um so i do take it into consideration like i don't want to um pressure any pressurize any people to get their lips done um 
if you're 18 and younger you can't like I won't treat you you have to be you know a certain age where you can consent and you know you're mentally you know what you want do you know what I mean um and I think it's a very difficult one it's a very difficult one because social media regardless influences everybody and no matter what there's gonna no matter what there's going to be like bad influences out there so you've got to try and um i suppose be true to yourself and do what you know is right in your heart and do you get what i mean can't yeah, really it, explain myself very well very rubbish to explain myself um, no yeah. i get what you're saying and so how much how much of a role do you think social media plays in people wanting to get work done oh massively and, i think it um I think it's probably the number one factor of it, if not the only factor, <laughs> to be fair. Do you think it's a problem? Um, yes and no. So obviously for myself, it obviously creates business, but then also it's a massive um, problem in terms of people's mental health. So um, a lot of people feel like when it comes to social media that, you know, they look at somebody's life and they think, I want to be like that. They're so happy. And, you know, they will then feel like their life is not good enough. When most of the time that's not the case. Like a lot of people do not show the bad times they're going through or when they're sad. So um, it's a fake world. Yeah. But a lot of young generation don't realise that. And I think it has a really um, effect on their mental health a lot. So in that sense, no, it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one because people only show their best selves on social media, don't they? They're yeah. not going to share the bad times. It's just the good times. And that's understandable. Like, I get it. But it's just how people interpret that. But I guess you could also argue yeah. that maybe that's not that person's fault you know what i mean like for example if yeah. i'm sh if i'm only showing what's good like about my life like that's mm -hmm. that's that's down to me that but i don't know it's, it's right. strange it's, it's strange it's perceptions yeah. it's, it's everything i think you've got to i think the main thing is you've got to be happy within yourself first if you are truly happy within yourself which is really hard to be you won't it won't really affect you as much as what other people are doing so like even even myself like sometimes i look at people i think oh my god she's so pretty like like why why does she take so good pictures like how do i take pictures like that but then um but then sometimes i come back to reality and I think lauren i know how it works i have a business i know how it is like stop um stop getting too attached and just step away and think you know what I'm happy. What I've got going on is good. I should be grateful, and that's that. Do you know what I mean? So. That's really good, man. That's a re that's a great attitude to to uh, yeah. take because you know there are going to be times where you see things and it's like I don't know someone's got this brand new car and you're like, oh man, like fair play. But I think that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I think me, I've got to a point where I can look at something that's that someone's uh -huh. doing well and I can just appreciate it. Like you know what, good for you. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily thinking, yeah, I need to have that, but I'm just thinking, yeah. you know what, yeah, that, that whole time right. you forgetting that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, happy. Yeah, definitely. Like you know, you, your time will come. So, yeah, definitely. I find in business, so that that's something I have to constantly tell myself, like my time will come. So if I see other people who are doing like who are extremely successful and I obviously aspire to be like that, sometimes I feel like I want it now, 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 now. And sometimes it's just you need to take your time. Like your journey is your journey. Someone else's journey, that's theirs. And take your time and what is meant to be will be and your what is for you is for you and it will come eventually. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. that's also awesome, yeah. And plus, you you know, it's, it's only been what two years since you've been, you know, yeah. running your business. So you know, you're still in the yeah. early days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, non-surgical cosmetic procedures, so they can kind of be done. They can be done by anyone. Um, you know, it's they've I've done some research, and it's kind of described as the wild west. Now you're of course you're a nurse you know you're fully qualified and that's that is of course yeah. a USP but 
do you think that there should be more regulation? Yes. So there is in the in this industry, it's a very it's a touchy subject, a very touchy subject because it's almost um, medics versus non-medics. So when they when they say non-medics, they're referring to you know beauticians, um, and this this constant war battle going on. Um, who should do what? Um, so I have a lot of friends who are non-medics, who are beauticians, who do amazing work, who um, know exactly what they're doing. Who, um, if there's an emergency, they know what to do. Um, but I also do think because it's a very relatively new industry to the UK, we've not caught up in terms of the regulations and a little bit more of the you know safety aspects of it so um i do think that needs to be looked at um i do think they maybe need to bring something else out another qualification maybe to say um if you have this i don't know it's just this is just a massive gap in terms of where everybody stands and i just think it needs to be sorted so everyone can all get along and we'll all support each other and all you know um make our business better do you know what i mean yeah yeah a hard one it's a hard one i mean so how do so when you say you know you know beauticians and nominic so they're doing the same work as you yeah exactly yeah yeah doing exactly the same work yeah okay and all right so what do you think people should consider when they are going to get work done um okay so personally for me if I was to get a treatment done, things I'd look for is, are they qualified? How long have they been qualified? Um, personally for me, I would, hmm, I would say, um, I would feel more comfortable with someone who had a medical background. Um, that's just personally for me. However, then when I look at people's work and I see people, how they run their business and the knowledge that they have, like there's some um, beauticians who have more knowledge than me. Um, so for example, Sophia Bailey Aesthetics, like I would go to her and get my um, get a treatment and she's not um, a medic, but she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. Um, but if for somebody who, you know, doesn't really know much about it themselves, don't know, they don't really know what treatment they're gonna get, um, I would say research, what qualifications, how long they've been qualified, um, if they have emergency stock. So for example, like adrenaline, um, hyaluronidase, um, sorry, you're probably not gonna know what these are, but they're just emergency. Um, if, if anything goes wrong, um, these are the drugs that we would give to reverse, you know, any sort of reactions. Um, and also price, price point is a very big factor to know whether you should go to that person or not. So you do you don't really want to go to someone who's too cheap, because um, if it's too cheap, why is it too cheap? Do you know what I mean? Like where they're getting the products from? Are the products reliable? Um, are you getting a good quality of products? It's just different little factors to you know consider. Really. So you mentioned the qualifications. So what are the qualifications that anyone doing this these procedures should have? Um, so it's di so it's different for for if you are medical if you're not. So obviously with me being um medic, I obviously went to uni. Um, you don't have to obviously do that avenue, but that was just my that's my journey. Um, you definitely need to have like beginners in dermophila, dermophila, and um injectables. And then you would then need to go into your advanced work a couple of years later. Um, and then you would then go on to your master classes. Um, if you chose to, that's not a um, necessity. That's just further, further learning yourself, you know, progression. Um, and then you just continue to train. So I think as long as they have their basics, like their beginners and then onto their advances, then that's, all you would need really to, you know, they're the main things. You're listening to the Get to Know podcast. And um, yeah. what have been the, the challenges you've had to face? 
challenges I don't feel like I've had to come many to be honest I'd say that I'd say one of the really um, most challenging things is building your clientele promoting your work because within this industry there's thousands of people who do the same work as me so um, it's not so much of a competition but but it's um, you have to stand out in order to get clients now um, there's a, there's enough people in this world to go around so there's enough um, there's enough for everyone you know what I mean so I don't believe in um, I believe in supporting each other that's that's what I believe in but I would say it's definitely hard to build your clientele when there's so many when there's 10 other people doing it on the same street as you do you know what I mean um, same goes with Instagram so hard to build your followers on Instagram um, just because everybody has loads of followers and yeah I'd say that really and um, the challenge that I'm actually facing now is um, where to obviously in the future if I, want, if I was to ever open a proper clinic where would I open it because I'm in so many different um, cities where would I start that's a hard one for me at the moment I'm trying to figure it out that's a pretty decent challenge to have <laughs> well yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else oh and also challenges obviously um, obviously being a black woman in the aesthetic world that's also maybe another challenge I've faced it's not it's not a major one to be fair but it's just it's unusual for us it's unknown and I think it's mainly within our culture it's obviously treat those these types these types of treatments sorry are not very popular within our culture so it can be frowned upon a lot but I do feel like times are changing um, and I a lot more um, black women are getting these you know treatments even if they're small enhancements they're getting them and they feel more confident with themselves that no one's gonna judge them too much um, and I also feel like me being a black woman doing aesthetics a lot more may feel com comfortable with maybe coming to me and not as embarrassed about having to get these treatments done. So yeah, that at first was a bit of a challenge because I was very scared to show my face on my social media, uh, on my business page, because um, I was worried what people would think, what they would say, or they wouldn't want to come to me. Um, yeah, but I felt like I'm overcoming that a little bit more as days go on. So how did you get the confidence to kind of, you know, show your face a little bit more? Um, posting more pictures of myself on the business page so people know who I am. Um, talking, you know, engaging with your followers, you know, in your stories. Um, you know, just, you know, like how you create a story, you talk through your, you know, do your clients through stories. And just um, obviously, when clients come and see me, you know, when they actually come and get their treatments. Um, that's also how I built my confidence because it made me realise that, you know what, I'm not I'm not different, you know, like it's it's fine, no one cares. Do you know what I mean? I can get on with it. Um, so yeah. And you said uh, building your clientele, that was a, a challenge. So how did you go about doing that? Um, at first, I just followed loads of people. <laughs> followed loads of <laughs> people. <laughs> and um, I did a lot of discounts also um, at the start. And I, word of mouth is very powerful. I think word of mouth is probably the most powerful um, way to um, you know build your clientele. And yeah, so a combination of those three, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I actually saw a story uh, very recently about a nurse. Uh, she was saying that you know she didn't earn almost, nearly enough money, you know, as a nurse. Uh, so okay. what she did, she started doing um, cosmetic treatments on the side, and she was able okay. to considerably supplement her income. So, right. what do you think the you know the rise of you know these cosmetic procedures 
might have on the nursing industry, if any at all, because you know, there's oh. you, you can obviously earn significant money doing that, but it's yeah. well documented that nurses don't get paid enough. Yeah, they don't. Um, so, are you are you asking me what the impact is on the maybe nursing nursing levels? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think people might be less interested in that type of nursing and more interested in the cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. I think I do see it becoming more popular where a lot of people are just going into nursing to do aesthetics. Personally, I disagree with that just because I feel like you're wasting resort like the NHS resources and stuff like that. Um, and if you're truly not into looking after people, taking care of people, why would you want to become a nurse? That's my theory behind it. Um, see, for me, I if you love to look after people, you want to save people's life 100%, and then if you want to then go into aesthetics later on in your life, of course, why not make more money? But I don't feel like taking advantage of the system and just, you know, like, just, just becoming a nurse when you don't even care about people. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit. Yeah. But, you know. Right. No, um, I understand. But then you can't knock people's hustle. Do you know? So, I suppose, do what floats your boat. <laughs> so, um, yeah. when was the last time you worked a shift as a, as a general nurse? An adult so, nurse, sorry. Uh, my, um, my last shift was actually maybe... So, I decided to go full-time a month before COVID happened. Oh, really? Yeah, a month before COVID, which I suppose is a very bad thing and a very good thing, but either way, whatever job while I do, I'd still be at risk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, um, obviously, um, so yeah, a month before COVID happened, and, but I'm still in there, so I am actually going back in January. Um, I still want to be able to do shifts here and there, so I'm maybe going to try to do once or two a week because I just want to keep on top of my skills I don't want to lose my knowledge and I want to con continue continuously build on the knowledge that I have because at the end of the day it benefits me as a person benefits my business and it benefits my clients because then I have more knowledge on the anatomy and you know how to handle situations if anything goes wrong you know for my clients so um and I worked really hard to get to be a nurse. Like it was three intense years, <laughs> so I don't want to lose that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm gonna go back in town. Nice. You looking forward to it? Yes and no, because I'm not. Um, I'm looking forward to because I've not been for so long. It's gonna be exciting, and I love. I I love to care care the elderly. I love elderly people. Um, I just they're so lovely to talk to, and um. Honestly, you know, looking after them is a joy and not everyone can do it. So I'm excited for that, but I'm not excited for the, the shift, shifts <laughs> and, and the pay and um, the, the business. Oh my God, and being understaffed. I'm just not looking forward to that. Of course. So how was it uh, running the business like, during COVID? Um, it's not very good because we were closed for most of these months. So I think I've, um, so we were obviously closed for that lockdown period, the first lockdown period. And then um, when everyone could go back to work, we still were closed for about another two months. Do you know what? It's all jumbled into one. I can't actually remember what's happened this year. Um, but I think I was then allowed to open for maybe two months and then we had to close again recently and now we've only recently been let open but i feel like we're going to close again so it's a constant battle you don't, yeah. you don't know what's going on yeah so yeah it, it's been hard in that sense um but i feel like i'm a very positive person so i don't let it get me down too much because there's nothing I can, I can do about it do you know what i mean so um yeah so, uh, how did you spend uh, your lockdown? Oh, at home. So, I moved to Manchester two days before we went on lockdown. Typical. So, <laughs> I literally stayed in my beautiful new flat um, for like how many months? What was it for? How long was I locked down for? 
I think the first lockdown uh-huh. was about four, yeah, about four or five months. Um, yeah, so she literally stayed in my flat every day, all day, just like, yep, you know. But it was it was nice. I think it helped that it was a new surrounding um, because yeah. where I lived in Liverpool, um, it was a house share. So um, we used to share the bathroom, but we all had our own room, and literally it was just like it's just one room. And I think if I had spent my life down there, I would have gone insane. So it was a blessing in the skies that I moved when I did. So uh, what are your long-term goals, Lauren? Wow, okay. Um, I was trying to figure this out the other day because I have so many ideas. (laughs) But, you know, I just don't know where to start. Um, Long-term goals. Um just be very very successful um multiple clinics um in different um cities and then obviously um branch off abroad um start my own um like product company like to do with aesthetics like um you know like the aftercare gel that we'd put on the lips stuff like that and start my own product line um what else teach teaching in the future i want to teach other people so training and courses um what else i don't know i've got a lot of ideas and i just don't know i'm just over at the moment but yeah that's my future plans all right great thank you this is iman lake and you're listening to the get to know podcast all right so now we're going to move on into the trivia section so i'm going to give you five questions just regarding your line of work okay and so it's multiple choice so we'll see how you get on no pressure (laughs) all right first question in 2018 what was the most popular non-surgical cosmetic procedure globally now is it a liposuction b botox or c hair removal oh oh liposuction it's a really hard one because hair removal has just started to become popular botox has always been popular and um lipo i want to say like I don't know. Can I say lipo? I don't know. You want to say lipo? Yeah, it's probably not lipo. I bet it's hair removal. It is actually Botox. Oh, (laughs) that was the safest option. I should have just went with the safest option. Botox is always popular. Mm. One to Liam, zero to (laughs) Now, now, to be fair, I can't be competing. I know all the answers. So, next question. Statistics from the British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons stated that virtual consultations rose by up to how much during lockdown? Is it A, 40%, B, 60%, or C, 70%? 70. That is correct. It's 70%. (laughs) <laughs> all right next question last year kylie jenner sold the majority share of her cosmetics brand to Coty for how much is it a 500 million b 600 million or c 800 million and this is dollars uh... I remember this being on the blog page and I remember thinking, oh my God, she's got the money. Um, damn. Nah, she wouldn't have done that. Five, five, 500 million. It was actually 600 million. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was thinking she wouldn't have done it for eight, 800. That's too much because she'd have to give more of the percentage away. Yeah, it was actually that 51% that she sold. Oh, so she sold more than she's got? Yeah. So she gave a more percentage away? 
Yeah. All right. Next wow. question. In 2018, which European country had the most cosmetic procedures? Is it A, Germany, B, the UK, or C, Turkey? Turkey. It was actually A, Germany. Wow, I'm really bad at this, aren't I? Oh my god! I knew that would throw you though. Turkey, like I would have, yeah, I probably would have guessed Turkey as well. All I hear is about Turkey. Are they sure that's right? Exactly. (gasps) Yeah. Well, in 2018, maybe for 2019, it'd be different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair enough. Germany. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. Fair enough. All right. So. Final question. In 2015, the number of cosmetic surgical procedures hit a record high, but there was a significant drop the following year. How much did the number fall by? Was it A, 40%, B, 45%, or C, 60%? Oh, God. Why, what happened in 2016? In what country? Where, where are we talking? Worldwide or UK? Yeah, uh, it was worldwide, I believe. I think it's yeah. I think what it what it was. There was a, a huge rise in uh, non-surgical cosmetic procedures. Oh, I get you. Sixty percent. It's actually forty percent. Oh, I'm over, I'm so over this. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? Those are hard questions, to be honest. But... Uh, I hate losing. Um, before I let you go, obviously we've just had the okay. end of year Apple Music um, replay and Spotify wrapped. So I'd like to know who is the most listened to artist this year. Um, so I don't actually have Spotify. However... I can tell you who it probably would be if Apple did that. ITunes Apple do it, you know. I'll, I'll send you a link. Apple, yeah, it's they don't promote it as much. It's a bit harder to find, but they do it. I'll send the link oh, to you. Thank you, yeah. I would say Summer Walker, um, Sinead Harnett, mm-hmm. and Claudia, what's her second name? I can't remember her second name, but very soulful, quite um, slow jam type of music. Yeah, and then I would then nice. probably attachment or dancehall. <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> gonna be... Of course. So yeah, that does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. So, uh, Lauren, what can we expect to see from you in the near future? Um, hopefully. More cl- more clinics, more locations, um, training, and um, products. Yeah. That's hopefully what we're going to do, All right. I look forward to seeing that. Lauren, thanks again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I wish you all the best in the business. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely speaking to you, Liam. Long time. Thank you, Lauren. I know. I know, Lauren. Thank you. There we have it, Lauren Shalika, owner of Pose Aesthetics. Big up for coming on, man. That was a great episode. Really good to catch up with her and hear about her business and how well she's doing. It's also really good for her to kind of tell people what they should be looking out for if they're looking to get any work done. I think that's really important. You can follow her business, Pose Aesthetics, on Instagram. So it says Pose Aesthetics. 
You can also follow Lauren, that is Lauren Shalika XX. As always, these will be in the notes. So give her a follow. So I have another show to recommend for you. And this one is a belter. It's called Parks and Recreation. You may have heard of it. Quite a popular show, but it is hilarious. It was one of those, I watched it. And then I almost, I started watching it again, like pretty much straight away. It's a great show. So if you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and if you like The Office US version, although UK one is better, but that's a debate for another day, you will love this. So it's actually made by the same people that make The US Office, and also one of the creators of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So it's a mockumentary format. It follows Leslie Note. She's the main character. Uh, it's a great cast though. And basically it's a government parks department. So it's just following, you know, their lives. But yeah, it's a great show. Like strongly recommend this. But any show I recommend on here bangs. So just trust my judgment. You can find this on Amazon Prime or on Sky or if you have now tv the entertainment package you can catch it on there all right so that is it from me follow the socials so on twitter it's at get to know pod on instagram it is get to know podcast underscore i wanted to have the same on each but apparently get to know pod is not available on instagram Although when I searched for it, I could not find anyone with that username. But you know what? I see you Instagram doing me dirty. But yeah, big up yourselves for tuning in, man. Honestly, I really appreciate it. I have more fire content coming for you. So keep an eye out. Make sure you subscribe. And I'll be back next week. Big up yourself. Also, big up Jurgen Klopp. Big up Larry David. And yeah, everyone that is locked in safe.